Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu wa baraka ala ashraf anbiya wal mursaleen al nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Amma ba'd. Alhamdulillah, we continue with our discussion around uh, Kitab al-Hajj, as we began last week. And we go on to the next, uh, the next chapter, which is the Bab, Bab al-Muwaqit. The Bab al-Muwaqit, the chapter referring to the Muwaqit. And the word Muwaqit is the gem of the word Miqat. Gem of the word, the core of the word Miqat. Now, as for the Miqat, then the Miqat is of two types. You have Miqat Makani and Miqat Zamani. You have the Miqat referring to place and the Miqat referring to time. The Miqat referring to place is يعني, essentially the place that you assume the Ihram, where the individual wears Ihram from. As for the Miqat Zamaniya, <coughs> then it is the particular time where a person is permitted to perform Hajj. What we mean by that, not that the person can perform Hajj at any point, yani the, the, the rituals of Hajj itself. However, if the person was intended to perform the Umrah along with the Hajj, so for example, they were performing Hajj al-Tamattu' or they were performing Hajj al-Qiran, then, within this Miqat Zamaniya, this is when they will perform the Umrah for that Hajj. Does that make sense? Now, I'm so, we have, we have three types of Hajj, as we've discussed. Three types of Hajj. And they are what? Tamatra, which is what? One of the Umrah, but something significant with it as well. The best one, but something is so significant. Uh, how, how is it different? Because it's not, there's not, it's not the only one of the Umrah. Oh, you don't go out. You don't go out of Ihram. Well, you do. You do. Which one is it? <laughs> you, do, you, you do. So you enter the Ihram, perform Umrah, then you come out the say of Ihram, then you enter the say of Ihram again. Naam, in order to form Hajj. Naam. And <coughs> hence why the word, it comes from the word Tamattu. The word Tamattu essentially from Istimta or something to fulfillment or enjoyment. Meaning that within that time, you're able to enjoy the things that you can do outside of Ihram. Because you leave the state of Ihram, if that makes sense. Hence why it takes the, it's, it's referred to as this term Tamattu. So, uh, so that's, that's that's including Umrah, but then Umrah, then take you come out the uh, come out of the state of Ihram. Then you have the second Kiran, Hajjul Kiran, which is what. So you perform Umrah, but you stay in you stay in the state of Ihram, in order to perform Hajj afterwards. Naam. Then you have the third. Which is Hajj? Ifrad. Naam, and that is what? Hajj by itself. Without Umrah. So when we're talking about now, in the Mawakit, Yani Zamaniya, then essentially, 
for the most part, we're referring to يعني, the, the two, first two types of Hajj, where it consists of Umrah. Meaning that if you're performing an Umrah intended for the Umrah to be part of your Hajj, then it has to be within the Mawaqid Zamaniya, within this particular time. As Allah Ta'ala states, Al-Hajj Ashur Ma'lumat. The Hajj are known months. So, of course, we know the actual, the actual um, monastical Hajj are within a few days. But when it's referring to these months, and it's referring to the months preceding it, where you can perform the Umrah with the intent of that being part of your Hajj. Does that make sense? Naam. And so, these months are what? What are these months? One prior to which is what? So what? Essentially, best way to remember, I guess, is the, the, the all the months after Ramadan. So you have Shawwal, the Lukadah al Hijjah. Now, Allah the intent of the Mu'allif, Yani Ibn Qadama, Rahimahullah, when he's discussing the Mawakit here. His intent is the Mawakit al Makani. Yeah, Mawakit referring to the place, the places. And so he begins by way of stating Wamiqat Ahlul Medina Dul Hulaifa. Wamiqat Ahlul Medina. ذو الحليفة والشام يعني أهل الشام والمغرب والمصر جحفة واليمن يلملم وللنجد يعني الكرم وللمشرق ذات العرق and so these are the مواقيت that are mentioned these are the Mawakid that are mentioned. So for Medina, the Miqad of Ahl Medina is referred to as Yani Dhul Hulaifa. And the people of Sham and Misr. Sham referring to where? So to the north of Saudi Arabia, the countries that are known now, Syria. Uh, uh, Lebanon, Philistine, Jordan. Now, is it all of them? No. No. It's all of them. And so, this is Sham. Naam, as well as Misr, Egypt. So, the Miqat for these places is يعني, referred to as Juhfa. As for the Miqat of Yemen, then it's Yelemlem. Yelemlem. And Yemen is where? It's next to Saudi Arabia. The south? <laughs> you see why I asked in a minute, maybe. No. Essentially, Yemen, a lot of the part of Yemen, when, when they refer to Yemen in the narrations, it's not referring to the, the Yemen that we have today. 
like the country of Yemen, where it's a small part of the, of the bottom of Jazeera to Arab. When you refer to Yemen, it's a lot of the land south of particular what, which particular city? Jeddah. Mecca. Now, a lot of the land south to, south of Mecca is referred to as Yemen. Now, and so when, for example, in a narration, the Prophet sallallahu sent Mu'adh al to Yemen, he's referring to that land. Naam, to that land, and not necessarily to what we know as Yemen today. Naam, and so for the people of Yemen, so anyone that's coming from that direction, then the Miqat is Yelemna. And the people of Najd is Al Qarb. The people of Najd, then their Miqat is Qarb. And from the people of the east, the Mashriq, is that of Irk. So when referring to the people coming from the east, then what is that referring to? Yeah, and primarily, if we're, if we're talking about the, the Muslims. No, because Nej is Karam. Nej has a specific thing. Coming from Iraq in that direction. Was Iraq, or maybe Khurasan in that direction. Now I'm coming from the east of, uh, of Mecca. Now, and so these are the specific Mawakid that I mentioned. And this is due to the narration which is found of Ibn Abbas. The narration of Ibn Abbas. Where he mentions that the Prophet وسلم, outlined these muwaqit. So he mentions Wakata Rasulullah Medina So he placed as the Miqat for the people of Medina Dul Halifa. Wal Ahl Sham Al Juhfa. Wa Ahl Najd Karm. Wal Ahl Yemen Yalamlam. And so it is for the people of that of that land. So each each land, anyone that's from that each of those lands that we discussed, then that is their miqat. Or whoever passes by that land and they tend to do Hajj or Umrah. Naam, and, that's and that's something which is uh, crucial. Why? Because for ourselves, living here in the UK, my friend, we're not from any of those lands that I mentioned. Naam. We're not from any of those lands that I mentioned in the narration. So the narration mentions what? Yani the Ahlul Medina, Dhul Halifa. The Ahlul Sham, Juhfa. The Ahlul Najd, Kar. The Ahlul Yemen, Yenamlan. What's missing then? Naam. The Mashriq. And <coughs> that was mentioned in the, in the narration of Aisha. Anha. That is mentioned that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, made the Miqat, established the Miqat of Ahl Medina as Dhul Halifa, Ahl Sham. One Misr as Juhfa. So, so the narration of Aisha mentions Misr as well. Nearly the Egypt. And Ahlul Iraq, that's Irk. 
يعني في العراق ذات إرك. So this narration of Aisha is found in Sahih or Afan al-Afan Sunan al-Abi Dawud. As for the previous narration of Ibn Abbas, that narration is Mutafakan Ali, yani Bukhari and Muslim. So, going back to what we mentioned, as for ourselves, naam, that are past, as for ourselves are not from any of these lands, then we assume the miqat of the one that we passed, the first one that we passed. On our way to performing Hajj or Umrah, if we have the intent of going to Mecca for, to perform Hajj or Umrah, then we, the first miqat that we pass, naam, that is the one we assume when we leave in our land. Or if you're within any land, so if you're in a land and then you are going to perform the Hajj or the Umrah, naam, you're going to perform the Hajj or the Umrah. Then you assume the miqat of that land, even if it's not, even if you're not muqim, even if you're not yani, a resident. So an example of that is that say if someone they are traveling and they but they intend to go to Medina first, so they intend to go to Medina first and they perform or they 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 visit Medina yani. and then they intend to perform the Umrah after that. Then where would they assume ihram from? Dil Halifa now. So the Sudi Ihram in Dil Halifa. Due to the fact that this is the the point of their that is their miqat. Now that is their miqat. Now does that make sense? Now thereafter Ibn Khadami mentions Now ومن منزله دون الميقات فميقاته من منزله. and so it mentions as well whoever's home is outside of the ميقات. نعم whoever's home is not within outside is not uh, past the ميقات essentially. then he assumes the ihram from home. So what we understand from that is that if someone lives closer to Makkah and their home is closer than the Miqat itself, then they assume the Ihram from the home. Naam. An example of that would be Jeddah. Where Jeddah in proximity to Makkah is closer to Mecca than any of the Mawakit. Naam. It's closer to Mecca than any Miqat. So because of that, they assume the ihram from home. So if an individual lives in Jeddah, naam, in Jeddah, in terms of distance, I can't remember, but in terms of time, it's, it could be less than an hour's journey from Jeddah to Mecca. And its proximity to Mecca is closer than any, any of the Mawakit. Naam. So the person is assumes the ihram from the home. Naam, the one that is intended to perform the umrah from yani the home. And so Nam in Bhudam goes to mention Hata Ahlum Mecca Now Hata Ahlum Mecca Yeh Luna Minha Bihajihim. We hill Luna Lil Umra 
من حل and so as for أهل مكة then there's a difference and it's dependent upon whether they are performing the Hajj or the Umrah نعم there's a specific difference depending on whether they're performing the Hajj or the Umrah if the person is intending to perform the Umrah then they assume the Ihram from the beginning point of the Hill referring to what? referring to Allah Ta'ala knows best the boundary of the Haram I, the beginning point of the Hill referring to the, 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 the beginning point where the affair is halal. Why? Because the, the boundary of the haram, the haram area, is referring to, and it's a specific area where there are particular actions which are muharram, haram within that action, within that area. For example, what? Hunting, now say it. Fighting, now. Where this area is haram for that. And so, hence is why it takes it, it takes the, 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 the actual title, Al-Haram. Al-Haram area is a specific area that surrounds يعني, Mecca. And so it's not, when we say the Haram area, not referring to the Masjid itself. Rather, it's a, it's a, it's a large area than that. Naam. And so if the person is a resident of Mecca, and then intend to perform Umrah, then they perform the um or they, they assume ihram from outside of the haram boundary. Naam, it was intent to form umrah. Then they assume ihram from outside the haram boundary. As for if they intend to perform the hajj, then they assume the ihram from the home. Then they assume the ihram from the home. And As for this, yeah, and the proof for that, I where they've assumed uh, ihram for umrah, yeah, from the boundary, is the narration of Ibn Abbas, where it is assumed the umrah is assumed from the Adna al Hill. Yeah, so the least possible place outside the Haram, essentially, which is the boundary of the Haram area. And now, likewise as well, we have the action of yeah, assuming the the ihram from the home, and the proof of that is the command of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Bakr to perform or assume the ihram yani from the home yani for hajj and perform the, the monastical hajj now um
as in relation to this, then you have those that are resident in Mecca, and generally what you find is that they will assume the ihram from what is known as uh, Masjid Aisha. Masjid Aisha, which is just outside the boundary of the Haram. Literally, you can see the sign indicating the boundary of the Haram area. And then the Masjid is right there. And this is where the people assume ihram. And where the ihram and, and perform the uh, perform the, the, the Umrah. Um, as for the one that is within Mecca anyway, so for example, he's, he's passing by Mecca, or the example of the one that is intending to perform another Umrah, now, so perform Umrah, but they're now in Mecca, then if they assume Ihram again, they assume Ihram from Masjid Aisha, now, even though they're not Yani Muqim, even though they are not individuals that are residents. Just as we mentioned, an individual may not be resident in a particular land. For example, the person visits Medina. He's not a resident of Medina, but however, he's in Medina at the time where he intends to perform the Umrah of the Hajj. And so because of that, he assumes the Ihram from the point of the Miqat of Ahl Medina. And so if, for example, now the person is in Mecca and he intends to perform the Umrah, then he must assume the Ihram from the people of Mecca, which is just assigned. Yani, the first point outside of his boundary, the Haram boundary. If now, for example, he's in, uh, he's in, um, he's in Mecca, and then he intends to perform the uh, Hajj, then he can perf- then he can assume the Haram from where? Now, from the home. And so. Thereafter, it mentions, And so whoever does not have the miqat upon his path, upon his journey, then he assumes the, he assumes the ihram, and his miqat is يعني, in relation to the closest one to him. And the closest one where he's going to perform the, or the closest one on, on that journey Hence why again Relating to ourselves When we come in here from the, from the western direction Then We assume the ihram From the closest The closest Miqat to us Now upon that journey And generally speaking If we're going to go directly Then it will be which Miqat Misr which is It's said Misr Juhfa now, could we come from that direction? Essentially, we're coming in relation to Mecca. We are in which direction? Northwest. northwest. So we're coming from northwest. Now, and so then this is the direction of where would we going past? Syria, which is Sham. Or we're coming from the direction of Egypt. Now, and so essentially, we'll be passing. The Miqat or the closest Miqat we'll be passing is that of Juhfa and Allah Ta'ala knows best. And so in that in that regard we will be performing uh when we're when we're informed about the Miqat, we're being informed that we are passing or close to the Miqat of Juhfa. Naam. So
Thereafter, Mukadam mentions, "Will I use Liman Arad the Chul of Mecca to jaws the Mikat Gair Muharim?" And so it mentions as well that <coughs> it's not permissible for the one that attends intends to enter Mecca to pass it to pass the Mikat without being in the state of Ihram. Naam. And what do we understand from them? So we understand do we understand from that that, that everyone anyone that wants to go to Mecca, you have to enter, you have to be in the state of Mecca, uh Ihram, sorry. What do we understand from it then? If you intend to go there for Umrah or Hajj, specifically. Naam. So for the one that intends to, uh, intends to go and perform Umrah or Hajj. If they intend to go and perform Umrah or Hajj, then they must be in a state of Ihram when they pass the Miqat. Naam. The proof for that is the statement of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the statement which is, Aam, khudu anni manasikakum. Naam, khudu anni manasikakum. Yani take from me your rights. Rights in English written R I T E S. Naam. I rights I in terms of rituals. So sometimes people hear the, this word, the rights of Hajj. And sometimes they equate it to mean any hukuk of Hajj and rights R I G H T S. Naam. However, it's the rights R I T E S. I'm referring to the rituals of Hajj. Now, so take from me your manasik, you know, the rituals of Hajj. And so from the rites of Hajj are or is the assuming the ihram from the miqat. And it's a wajib, it's an obligation. And so, lay your Jews, of course, tark al-wajib. Naam. Thereafter, Ibn Qadama he mentions Yani Adistifna where he mentions Yani Illa Likital And so except for the one that is seeking to fight in Kital Mubah And this is referring to the Kital Mubah Referring to يعني, the, the fight which is a, necessi- a necessity. And thus, the proof for that which is used is when the Prophet وسلم, entered Mecca, Yawm al Fatih. On the day of the conquering of Mecca. And he wore something upon his head. Naam. And so, how do you know, what's the, what is the significance that he's wearing something upon his head? You can't cover your head when you're in a haram. You can't cover your head when you're in a haram. Now, even to the extent, I will go into it later, to the extent that some, uh, I remember they mentioned as well, when a person's sleeping, they should strive not to cover their head when they're sleeping with the blanket because they're in the state of a haram. So I know some people, they, they bury themselves in the covers when they sleep. You shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily do that. 
Naam. And this is what is understood from that. Naam. Thumma ida arad al-nasq ahram in mawdu'ih. Naam. And so the one that is intending to perform these rituals of hajj, then they assume the ihram from ismiqat. And so the miqat and the ihram is assumed from where the person intended this action of ibadah, whether it be hajj or umrah. Naam. Thereafter, he goes on to mention, Rahimahullah, when Jawazuhu Gaira Muhrim, Raja Fa Ahram bin al Miqat, Waladam Ali, Leano Ahram Amin, Yani Ahram bin al Miqat, Fid Ahram Amin Duni, Fa Alehi Dam, Swa Raja in al Miqat, O Lem Yarja. And so, <clears throat> what is mentioned after that is that whoever passes the miqat, so they pass, come past the miqat, and then upon them, what is upon them is to return and assume ihram. Or what is upon them is to return and assume ihram. Now, from its place. As for the one, and from the miqat, as for the one, and in this individual, there's no dem, there's no blood upon him. Dem referring to what? A sacrifice that is done kafaratan. Yeah, it's expiation for missing a particular action from the, the, the rites of Hajj. Naam. And the reason for that is because he assumed the haram from the miqat, even though he's gone past it. Naam. So we're just, what is just being described here is a scenario where the individual, Mephalan, is in Medina. And does anyone does know where the Mikat of Medina is in proximity to Medina? It's not far at all. Naam. So you're travelling outside the city for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, less than that maybe. 15, 20 minutes, and you're there. Naam. So a person, Mephalan, he goes past it, and he gets to the checkpoint of Medina. If you go to the checkpoint, you know you've gone too far. Naam. He gets to the checkpoint. So then at this point, he knows he's gone too far. In this scenario, if he, re- if, if he returns, naam, and then he assumes it haram, then there's, no, there's nothing upon him by way of sacrifice. Why? Because he has assumed it haram from its correct place. Even though he went past it initially. Naam. As for the one that assumed it haram after going past the miqat, naam, so the less... Let's have a distance. <coughs> Upon him is to, is to do the sacrifice. Naam. Sawa'an. Sawa'an raja'a ila al-miqat aw lam yarja. Irrespective of whether he returned to the miqat or not. So what's the difference between the two? Two scenarios. The first guy didn't it's not necessary that he wore it on the, 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 in terms of what he wore because he might he's, probably would be wearing it anyway possibly naam so what's the difference naam you're on the right track I guess. he assumed ihram 
at the miqad zone, but the second guy he assumed ihram within the miqad. After he's gone past it? Yeah. Now. So, <coughs> the second scenario, the person's gone past the miqad, and then he's assumed ihram. Even now, after he's assumed ihram, he's begun. So, for example, he's mentioned in the kalimat, at this point, he's assumed ihram. So even if now he remembers and he goes back to the miqat, he's begun his ihram outside of the miqat. Does that make sense? The first individual, he's remembered and gone back. Then assumed ihram once he got back to the miqat. The second individual, he might have remembered and then assumed ihram. Naam, he remembered, assumed ihram, and then either gone on, gone on with his journey to Mecca, or he's returned, and then gone back. Either way, this in the, the second individual, upon him is to perform the sacrifice. Now, and the general proof for this is the statement of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he mentioned, Man taraka nusukan, and this is a narration of Ibn Abbas. Narration of Ibn Abbas. And whoever leaves off a right, then upon him is the dam, upon him is the sacrifice. This narration of Ibn Abbas is narrated Yani Mawkufan wa Marfu'a. Naam is narrated Mawkufan wa marfu'an. However, Al-Albani, Shaykh Al-Albani, he mentions that this particular narration is only affirmed, Yani Mawkuf. Mawkuf ala ibn Abbas. So it's only affirmed to be that which is Ibn Abbas, yeah, narration from Ibn Abbas directly. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, Ibn Qudama mentions, Wal afdalu an la yahrimu naam an la afwal an la yuhrima qabla miqat. فَإِنْ فَعَلَ فَهُوَ مُحْرِمْ And so, there's no khilaf, there's no difference of opinion in the ways regards to this. However, that which is better is that the person assumes ihram, the person assumes ihram from the, يعني, the miqat. So they assume ihram from the miqat and not before it. Now, they assume the state of ihram from the miqat and not before it. However, there's no khilaf in relation to the one that does so, he is muhrim. Now, so for example, the person, he, uh, he's on the plane and he's, he hasn't even left Europe yet and he assumes ihram. Mafalam. <laughs> now, it's better that he doesn't. But you know, some people, maybe some individual, for example, it could occur. 
that a person maybe is going for the first time, or he's he doesn't know the the nature of most of the airlines, they will tell you that you're approaching the Mikart. They'll tell you you're approaching the Mikart in thirty minutes. They'll tell you you're approaching the Mikart now. Right for them. Now, so the person might not know this. So, in anticipation of that, and or in fear of missing the Mikart, he will just assume the Mikart, assume the Ihram. As early as he, as early as possible, now like he's flying over Italy and he's shooting it haram, my fellow, now because he doesn't want to miss it, and if he's not gonna fall asleep and he starts to worry about me, in this scenario, this individual is still muhrim, now he's still gonna say to haram, and it hasn't negated the fact that he is muhrim. Allah knows best. Thereafter, has the mentioning, the final thing mentioned. وَأَشْرُ الْحَجْ شَوَّالْ وَذُ الْقَعْدَ وَأَشْرُ مِنْ ذِي الْحِجَّةِ نعم and أَشْرُ الْحَجْ and the months of Hajj as we mentioned are شَوَّالْ ذُ الْقَعْدَ and 10 days of ذُ الْحِجَّةِ why is it only mentioned 10 days of ذُ الْحِجَّةِ because after that, you can't do Hajj. Now, after that, Hajj, you can't do Hajj. Now, and this is the statement of many of the companions that mentioned this particular affair of these months. One of the companions that mentioned this, these months, are Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas mentions it in the Sunnah of Dar Qutti. Ibn Mas'ud, Ibn Umar, and Ibn Zubair. And there's no specific differ, differing when it comes to the fact, or there's no differing when it comes to the fact that the first of these months of Hajj, the first of these months is Shawwal. First of the months of Hajj is Shawwal. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Wa naktafi fi hadha al-qadr insha'Allah. Zakam al-khayra. Barakallahu feekum. And that, alhamdulillah, that ends the discussion around the Miqat. And that which follows on from that is the discussion about the Ihram. And also, yani, the mahdurat of the Ihram. The things that, yani, nullify. الإحرام والله تعالى أعلم بارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم for both the Hajj and Umrah. Does he have to renew his intention? So which one, sorry? Yeah, to, so then he, in terms of intention, not necessarily renewing intention, because intention is always there. Now, the whole purpose of, the, the whole purpose of his journey 
his umrah. And it's, and it's manifest that he has that intention because he's wearing the malabsi haram. So the fact that he, he has that intention is, is manifest in particular ways anyway. Um, so there's no need to renew the intention. However, those kalimat that I mentioned, then that, that, has, to be, uh, that has to be stated when he goes back. Now, Allah Ta'ala's best. Yes. And, and the same journey. Yeah. 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 And tell you that's that's the that's the dilla used to not to not go. Allah to Adam's best. Allah Adam. But uh, from what I understand, it's the general principle of the lack of uh, prohibition. I, the, the fact that it's, we know that the Umrah has, is, has been made permissible and has been legislated and that there hasn't been anything uh, met, met, mentioned in terms of a direct um, gap in between the, or space, space in between uh, Umrah and Umrah. That which is mentioned is the maghfirah between the two and the likes of that. However, you don't have anything mentioning that um, yeah, the, the, the person must go back to their homeland or anything like that, or that there has to be a specific time period between them. And so just the, the, the lack of that, of the, the presence of those texts is probably what is, is, or what is used as that proof. But when it comes to this affair of doing multiple umrahs and multiple had, or multiple umrahs in one journey, let's say, uh, this is something Allah Ta'ala blessed where you can see why uh, they mentioned at the very least that is makru. Now, that the, a group from Ahlul mentioned that is something which is makru. Because it's something that is, it can, if someone complete, continues to do so, it may cheapen the act and it may, it may make the act less, uh, um, the person less bound by that, by, bound, bound by the act due to the fact that they're just constantly doing it. And not treating it as it should as should be treated, and Allah Taala knows best. Um, Allah Taala knows best. Allah. But you find some individuals maybe do like three umrahs in a day, um, or or whatever else. And so you can see this is this may become something that leads to other things as well, where people find that it's uh, people try to mention a fadl in doing more umrahs in one trip and whatever else, and it becomes something where the people. Are competing in something that is not been that hasn't been legislated specifically, so you can see where as well, this is something that is is, is seen, seen to try and cut cut off something from its root. No. no. If one violates multiple rights, do they have to make multiple sacrifices? Or within one umrah, if he violates multiple rights, one sacrifice, and he has to. Uh, Allah, I'm not sure. I have to. We <laughs> Like if you if you were to, yeah, couple of times. Yeah, just, yeah, cut your nose while fighting. That's the clippers that I'm wearing. Yeah, khalas. Let me let me uh, look at look at inshallah. Para khala fi kum. No. Is it better to wait? In the airline until they say we're going over it now, or is the 
Uh, the tw- 20 minutes is usually enough when you can, uh, if you want to, you know, to be safe on the safe side, as they say. You could do that, inshallah. It's, because uh, there's no harm in doing it before, as we mentioned. Or it's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that you are passing the miqat. And it's difficult to really ascertain. Um, but no doubt, if you're, if you're talking about, uh, you know, you're, on the, you're flying in the Muslim airlines, then inshallah we trust uh, the speech of the Muslims in, in what they're telling us. If you're flying British Airways, it's all defending, all defending. Wallah, so I tell the brothers I fly side the airlines, bro. No one wants to listen. You know? <laughs> no. Wallah, Salallahu wa barak. Nabi Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sallam.